We're in the second week of Advent now, and um, given our theme this year, we are on the road again to Bethlehem. As I said last week, the journey of Advent is a lot like a familiar road trip. We're reminded by certain signs and landmarks that let us know that we're on the right path, that our destination still lies ahead. The prophet Isaiah is our tour guide on the journey this year, and he helps us to make sure that we see these very important signs along the way. Last week, we explored that our journey begins with an invitation to God's holy mountain. Today, as we're on the road, we met John the Baptist in the first lesson. To be sure, there's no way to Bethlehem without first hearing John's prophecy in the wilderness, calling us to repent, prepare, and to get ready for the Messiah. In our second reading from Isaiah, we're given a sign of life emerging from a very unlikely source. I invite you to listen with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the 11th chapter of Isaiah, beginning with the first verse. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the, knowledge, uh, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb. And the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt. Or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nation shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. A few years ago, when we moved to Warrenton, our home, like most in our neighborhood, was adorned with a large Bradford pear tree right there beside the road. Planted by the builder with the development some 25 years ago when the neighborhood is being laid out. Though a little reluctantly, after a year or so, we had the tree removed by a recommendation from the arborist, who called the tree a nuisance. This left us with an ugly tree stump. We found out that it was too close to a utility line to be removed, so we were left there with one dead tree stump. It's still there. 
To borrow a line from the Dickens classic, the tree stump looks as dead as a doornail. That is, of course, until we started seeing the shoots. Every so often, a new shoot would emerge from the area around the stump, trying with all that it had to grow into the tree that it once was. That is, of course, until my shovel and I had anything to say about it. So what I thought was dead still had life in it. And this is the very image Isaiah offers us today, quite literally also from a tree stump. Our lesson begins with, A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow in his roots. Admittedly, this takes some explaining. Who's Jesse? Jesse is the father of King David, as in the boy who slays Goliath and later becomes King David. So to think of a family tree, as the Hebrew folks did, David was a branch, or quite literally a twig from the root of Jesse. A word there in Hebrew is netzer, which properly means twig, but at several other places is translated in our Bibles as descendant. So needless to say, they really took the family tree uh, imagery seriously, uh, the folks of Israel. So the time of David's monarchy and his son Solomon following were seen as sort of a golden age of Israel. It, It was Camelot. But boy, had times changed. They faced constant threats from neighboring kingdoms and survived several corrupt kings of their own. Israel and Judah were in a troubling moment. Camelot, the days of David, seemed as dead as a tree trunk. But Isaiah, among others, maintained hope in a Messiah, a chosen king that would come and restore David's line and redeemed Israel from these broken times. This is the image that Isaiah paints for us in his vision. A shoot is going to come off the stump of Jesse, who we've all but written off as gone. And a branch will come from the stump, and an heir will come that will redeem our people. We see that God's advent hope emerges from the ground up, from a thing that appears dead and gone, and brings forth new life, new hope a child that will lead and bring about this new reality, restoring David's monarchy, bringing about a new era of glory and peace for Israel. For those of you here last week, you remember that I I reflected on scholar Jim Lindbergh's claim that while the world is singing the Christmas song of Jingle Bells, the Advent song the Bible sings to us is the loud clanging of swords being beaten into plowshares. Today, we move from a song to the flora around us. I read that another scholar, Rolf Jacobson, makes the comparison that, well, we as a a society are busy ooing and aahing over pretty Christmas trees, necessarily so, as the source of our joy and hope during the season. The Bible, instead, calls us to look down at a tree stump, to await new life, to look for a shoot emerging from the ground, a child to dawn an era of peace. But what kind of peace will this shoot, this twig, this child bring about? Often when we hear about peace, we think solely in terms of human peace. Peace between nations, maybe peace between neighbors, divisions in the community, and so on. This is certainly the kind of peace Israel was hoping for with the Messiah. 
But the peace Isaiah envisions that this twig from the stump of Jesse will bring certainly includes that between people and nations, but it goes so much deeper. This child will lead with righteousness and faithfulness. The result? The wolf and the lamb can live together now. Leopards and goats, calves and lions get to lie down together. Bears and cows and lions all eat the same stuff. They all graze together and eat straw beside one another. Guess what? A little child will lead them in this reality. The kind of peace this child, this twig, this branch of Jesse will bring concerns the total redemption of God's good creation. No longer are there predators and prey. Every living thing, every facet and function of life is included in this and is affected for the better by this all-encompassing peace. This text is, is usually referred to as the peaceable kingdom. It gives us a glimpse of the kingdom of God here on earth that Christ will bring as a branch, the twig from the stump of Jesse. The two gospel writers that depict Christ's birth, Matthew and Luke, are both very careful to show Jesus' family tree and that he comes from the line of David, from the stump of Jesse. There's another connection between Jesus and Isaiah's vision, one I know I overlooked until this week. I shared with you earlier that the word for branch or twig in Hebrew is netzer, Matthew and Luke also share another detail. Now, while they go about it a little differently, they both name that the town where Jesus was raised was, everyone's a little hesitant, Nazareth. <laughs> Guess where the word Nazareth comes from? The same word, Netzer, twig. This tiny little nothing town in Lower Galilee, a town that's not even mentioned in the Old Testament, means twig or branch. In fact, one scholar claims Nazareth was so named because of this very passage in Isaiah. You can appreciate the wordplay that the gospel writer Matthew will employ. He describes the Holy Family's decision to return from Egypt after fleeing Herod, and they settle in Nazareth. And as they do so, Matthew says, they settle in Nazareth so that what had been spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. In other words, he will be called a twig, a branch shooting forth from the stump of Jesse. This is the only time we see this word Nazarene, and it's used to describe someone from Nazareth, but it's also to name Jesus as the branch. He is the hope of Israel. He is this awaited child, the dawn, this beautiful vision of peace that Isaiah gives us. It shouldn't be too surprising then, friends, to see, to know that one of the early names given to Christians that they, that Christians claimed for themselves was Nazarenes. On the one hand, meaning those who followed the one called the Nazarene, but on the other, those who identify themselves with the twig, the branch of God's love springing forth even from a stump. It's an image of discipleship I think the church could use to reclaim in the time in which we find ourselves. Of course, we do see this this, uh, title used today with our brothers and sisters in the Nazarene tradition. There's an ancient church community in in southern India that 
legend says was founded by the Apostle Thomas. They call themselves the Nazrani. But in this time of division and violence, in a time when the church's influence has been declining for generations in our society, perhaps this image of a twig of love and life and peace emerging from a stump can give us vision and hope to boldly follow Jesus today. The peaceable kingdom is certainly an idyllic vision, but as Advent Christians, we know that this isn't fantasy either. We look for glimpses of this peace and new life, springs, twigs emerging from the ground, and we give thanks because from them they were, were reminded from them that peace is coming, that it's breaking through the ground up even through places where all hope seems lost. We look for God's love and peace to spring forth and burst through the cut-off stumps of our world. Recently, I read about a woman named Charlie Howard, whose Idaho home featured a large century-old cottonwood tree. Unfortunately, though, the life from this massive tree was starting to fade. A large branch fell and damaged a car, and they faced the reality that it needed to be cut down. Howard dreaded removing such a grand tree from her yard, but she wondered if something new could come from it, if it could have a new life. Then she remembered the little free library movement, she discovered, where people could take and leave books in either a, a small little window or a closet or, or something like that as to provide a free resource to the community. Before long, the tree was removed. That is, except for the stump. Howard had the arborist leave about 10 feet of the stump, which was hollowed out to make room for a little free library. She and her family uh, adorned it with a little cute door and, and roof and uh, stocked it with a couple dozen books. And then years later, the library has had hundreds of visitors who have borrowed, returned, and even left additional books. New life, new hope, emerged from a stump. Where others saw only death, Charlie saw a new story emerging from the ground up. Such hopefulness is what the prophet calls us to do today as followers of the Nazarene, the twig from the stump of Jesse. The wolf may not yet be dwelling with the lamb, the lion may not yet be eating straw with the ox. But friends, we do see twigs of this kind of peace and hope springing forth every day. We see these shoots of peace when we see peace restored between peoples and nations, if even for a moment. We see it when broken relationships are reconciled. We see it when survivors of trauma and addiction find new life and peace. We see this emerging peace when divided communities find ways to come together for a common purpose. Each of these are twigs of peace, of God's peace emerging from the stumps in our world. It's a reminder that where everyone else sees only death, Advent Christians wait. We look down and wait for new life and peace to emerge and break through, especially in these places. Friends, as we continue on our journey to Bethlehem, Isaiah asks us while we're 
while we're all busy looking at pretty Christmas trees, and necessarily so, to also take a minute to look down at the ground, at the stumps of our world, to await new life, to await twigs of peace and promise that God springs forth every day in our midst. May we do so, and may we encourage others to watch, wait, and rejoice when God's peace breaks through and transforms us and our world. May it be so. Amen.